back. Welcome back. For those that are joining for the very first time, thank you. And I hope that you continue to come back. Thank you for listening to episode two of the Hub City Psychologist podcast. A little bit about myself. I am a licensed counseling psychologist with experience in multiple settings. That includes homeless shelters, working in group homes or doing in-home therapy, providing workshops, which I'm available for in a city near you. The contact is in the bio. Conducting outpatient therapy in a variety of settings to more secure facilities such as inpatient psychiatrics and also multiple state correctional facilities. However, before we get into today's discussion about anger, I wanted to share with you something that's some that's near and dear to my heart, and that's the topic of suicide. Every September is Suicide Awareness Month. So I chose an article that is written by Dr. Greg, um, I believe it's Hendricks, who is a professor for the Combined Integrated uh, Doctoral Programs at James Madison University. And the title of the article is Making Sense of Suicide. Well, we can learn from the people who attempt what is unthinkable to most. Negativity feeds on itself. The act of suicide is carried out for what seemed at the time like good reasons to the person who resorts to it. It is often driven by deep, unbearable psychological pain, usually caused by an intersection of three things major stress or trauma, a neurotic or sensitive temperament, and an internal narrator who hates and attacks the negative feelings. For example, someone may lose a job or a loved one and become flooded with negative feelings, which he or she tries to avoid, afraid of being overwhelmed by them. The sense that these feelings are intolerable only feeds back into them, creating a vicious, depressive loop. The hurt may be hidden. The pain can also be experienced as shameful. Compounding the problem is that those who experience this pain may not have the kind of safe relationships that enable these kinds of feelings to be processed. Terrifying, terrified of burdening burdening others and being judged as crazy or weak, they may hide their pain. But those who split their private pain from their public appearance only feel more alienated. The view is clouded. Think about when you were last in a great mood. Then recall a time when you felt miserable. Psychologist Aaron T. Beck refers to such states as modes, particular mindsets that include goals, schemas, and narrative scripts. While, t- while taking part in a study on therapy for people who, attempted, who had attempted suicide, many of the participants I saw were fine, or at least not suicidal, for much of the time. 
Then a stressor would activate a suicide mode, and they would exhibit unusually rigid, absolute, and negative beliefs about themselves, the world, and the future. From this brutal emotional place, the future looks both fuzzy and dark. People do not think in flexible or adaptive ways when in this place. Lastly, it can get better. While we can't control our feelings directly, we can learn how to control our reactions to them. We can learn to be present, reach out, tolerate distress, and talk differently to ourselves. All of these things can short circuit the depressive loop and put a floor beneath our misery that one can then learn to raise. Psychic pain, like physical pain, is a part of life, especially for those with long histories of depression. Both training and effective emotion regulation techniques, it can be contained and reduced. Again, this is Making Sense of Suicide, written by Dr. Greg Hendricks, professor for the Combined Integrated Doctoral Programs at James Madison University. So one of the things I kind of want to just highlight and kind of as we transition to anger um, is, but with training and effective emotion regulation techniques, it can be contained and reduced. So that kind of leads us to our discussion today about anger. What is anger, right? So I pose the question to you. What do you or how do you define the concept or the emotion of anger? I want you to hold that thought and think about it. How do you define anger? What is anger and where does anger come from? Hold that thought and we'll be right back. Thanks for taking that quick break with this real quick. So now that we're back, we want to go ahead and keep talking about anger. Um, hopefully you guys are all listening right now, wherever you're listening from and wherever you listen from, make sure you go ahead and just put the shout out, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Dr. Hub City to you on Twitter, um, Hub City Psych Doc on Instagram and also Facebook. But nevertheless, um, I want to let you guys know that I, I am a certified anger management facilitator. Um, I took this 40-hour training through Anderson and Anderson Psychological Asso Association several years ago. Um, so I know a little bit what I'm talking about. It's, and plus, I'm, I'm, I'm a human and I've experienced anger and all kind of different, you know, facets before my life so for me to sit here and say that i personally don't deal with anger i'll be lying to you and if anybody ever told you that they don't get angry they're not telling you the truth because anger is an emotion a natural emotion that we all experience however we learn how to respond to anger more effectively and appropriately through for some of us trial and error uh, for me lots of error so, nevertheless, let me go ahead and break down to you, according to um, the Webster Dictionary, what anger is. So, anger, according to Webster, um, is a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of antagonism, right? So, think about, you know, your, for those of you guys who have children, 
those of you guys have siblings, whether you're the older sibling, the younger sibling, for those of you guys are in a relationship, you have a significant other, um, just think about the times that, you know, your sibling, significant other antagonized you. Or you maybe you're like me, and you're the one doing the antagonizing. For those who know me, uh, know that I could be a little antagonizing sometimes, that nagging dude. But nevertheless, it's something that's always just like picking at you, right? Um, for 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 me, it, I used to have real, real, real bad road rage. Um, and that was, to me, I felt like when people cut me off in traffic, they were antagonizing me like, ha, ah, you know, um, look at you or, you know, you can't drive, you're in my way, you're slowing me down. And I got offended by that, right? So that was the, the, the displeasure. So going back to the dictionary, right, it's a strong feeling of displeasure. So think about things that displease you, right? What displeases you? Um, a lot of times when you don't get your way, right? Think about that. Think about our relationships. I'm, I don't know how many countless times my wife and I, I, I'm not gonna say my wife, I get upset with my wife because I'm not getting my way, right? Whether it's, I'm not getting my way watching TV, I'm not getting my way because she's not agreeing with me, or I'm not getting my way because I can't get no milk and cookies. Um, so what do you do when you act that way, right? For me, sometimes I may act childish. I may try to ignore her, or I may try to say sarcastic comments. Um, that's my way of uh, over the years, I've learned when I'm displeased, how do I respond back, right? Um, when I used to have real bad road rage, and I say, hey, hi, I'm Darnell, and I'm a recovering um, road rage addict. When I used to have bad road rage, you know, I would drive in front of the person, and, you know, I may flick that person off. Um, or I, I said a lot of choice words in the car as I'm speeding by that person to, to cut them off. And then I, I transition. I became nice, nasty when I would, you know, get back in front of them and turn my windshield wipers on. And so that way, you know, all the water from the windshields is going back to their car. That was very childish and immature. But, you know, we all live and learn at times where I didn't get my way and I wasn't thinking. I wasn't in tune with my mind, body and soul. What would I do? I would punch a wall, um, getting upset. I never forget that in college when I was pissed off, upset, and angry. Didn't get my way. What did I do? I was displeased. I had to get some get back, and I hit the wall. But who was the one that suffered for, through all that? It was me. So how do you deal with anger? How do you deal with your, deal with your displeasure? Think about your kids. When your kids get upset and they have a hissy fit, adults do the same thing, whether it's a male, female, Wherever it is, we get upset and we start acting like we have no self-control. And so one of the things I want to kind of talk about is how do we gain self-control, right? So the first thing you have to do, like anything else, when you have a problem with something, we have to admit it. For me, it was so therapeutic and refreshing. And just knowing that, you know what, I have a problem with anger. And once I realized that I had a problem deal with my own anger, that's when change can start occurring. That's with anything, with anger, depression, anxiety, um, fear of heights, fear of anything. Once you realize and admit it to yourself, that is the most significant step that you can ever make. Say, you know what? This is an issue that I have. 
So then what do you want to do with that issue, right? So real quick story, when I was working in the prison system, every Friday was hot fry Friday, right? On Fridays in the prison system, it was hot fries Friday. So those dorms who got called to the to the chow line first, they usually would get the hot fries because it was fresh out the grease. Um, and, and the individuals, the men at this particular uh, facility, you know, the average age was under the age of 20, I mean, right around 20, 21 years old. So these are a lot of young men who frontal lobes weren't even, you know, fully developed yet. They were serving 5, 10, 15, 20, some of them life sentences. And the only thing some of these guys looked forward to was getting some hot fries on a Friday. Heck, even myself would eat fries with them from, from time to time. But nevertheless, I would counsel, you know, when I'm doing my seg rounds and I find out that one of these young men were in, you know, in disciplinary seg for getting in a fight in the chow line. And I would talk to him. I'd be like, you know, hey, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever his name was. Like, hey, what are you doing back here? Man, Mr. Duro, dude was tripping. Okay, let's talk about that. How was dude tripping? Man, he cut line. Like, he cut line? Okay, so you cut line. So how did you feel about that? Man, he pissed me off. He disrespected me. All right, let's let's talk about this disrespect. Is there other ways you could deal with some, you know, feeling disrespectful, disrespected? No, I ain't no other, other kind of way. I had to fire off on him. You know, fire off for those who don't know is you know to punch him. And next thing you know, he's in administrative seg and I, our disciplinary seg, excuse me. And I would typically say, well, how well did that work for you? Now, emotionally, he felt like he proved something. He proved his point from a masculinity perspective. But how did he control his emotions? Did his emotions control him or did he control his emotions? And that's one of the things that we would talk to with the men in segregation is how do we learn to control our emotions rather than allow our emotions to control us? And then after a while, you know, we start talking about the difficulties of being able sometimes to be vulnerable because a lot of times anger, that displeasure is vulnerability. How many of us like to be or feel vulnerable? I don't think too many of us like to feel vulnerable, especially those of us have have felt vulnerable at some point of our lives. Bad things typically happens when we're vulnerable. But I'm here to tell you, though, with the right support system, with the right work, with the right um, supporting supporting cast, it's okay to be vulnerable. And then we can always do something about that vulnerability. So you don't have to be feel alone. You don't have to feel like you always have to prove yourself to the point where you're making bad choices. Because at the end of the day, we want to make healthy choices and we want to live life to the fullest. So as we get ready to close, I just want to share a few resources with you guys. All right. American psychology or excuse me, the American psychological association is always a phenomenal resource for things like this. Um, but like I said earlier that I'm a certified anger management facilitator. So if you want more information about anger, different steps about steps that you can take in order to reduce some of your anger, um, feel free to give me a, you know, contact me as Dr. Darnell Duraw at gmail.com. Again, Dr. D-R Darnell, D-A-R-N-E-L-L Duraw at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, um, 
Facebook, LinkedIn. Just let me know how I can support you and what questions you have and give me opportunity to go do some research and provide some more information for you. But there's two other resources that I will I, I challenge you or urge you to to look into. One of the books that I did a book review for, um, I think on the first or second edition, is called What's Good About Anger? All right. What's Good About Anger? Currently in the fourth edition right now. Um, the author's a real, real, real nice lady. Um, she sent me a courtesy copy years ago. I wrote, um, again, I wrote a review for her. So I uh, just want to put that caveat out there. And also, um, Dr. Rich Pfeiffer, he has a workbook and curriculum that you can use called Anger. It's an anger management workbook and curriculum by, by Dr. Rich Pfeiffer. Again, those are two phenomenal resources that you can always look into. And then the third one, again, is the Anderson and Anderson Psychological Associate um, that provided me the training for my certified anger management facilitation. So, again, don't let anger control you. You control the anger. And the first step and the most important step to doing that is admitting that you have a problem. Well, this is Dr. Duraw, the Hub City Psychologist, and I hope you have a great day and a great week and enjoy this listening. Until then, peace, love, and prosperity. <laughs>